Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. I hope your month of September has been great so far and that you all are in good health and good standing. Um, I am praying many blessings and favor over you all and to all of my my listeners. Um, So far, this year has been trying, but I will testify that God has been good and he is good. And talking about trying times, uh, today's topic is going to be covering fear and anxiety. Okay, battling being paralyzed by fear and anxiety. I would say, honestly, with the way 2020 is going, we can recognize the goodness of God. We can recognize that God is with us, but um, we also have to recognize the fears and anxieties that people go through in in the day-to-day, everyday, hard life because... It's okay to be spiritual. It's okay to, to, to have faith. And it's okay to be strong in your faith walk. But it's also good and beneficial for us to also be practical and to address people's needs and the needs of us and the needs of those around us. And we we have to talk about real things and, and the things that people are going through. You know, faith is real, but Fear is also um, a real emotion. It's it's a real feeling. Not that uh, God can out trump it, but I always think that it's a good idea to acknowledge how you feel and uh, you know to get past it, to get through it. So acknowledging that fear and anxiety exists, especially during this pandemic. You know, with everything else going on in other people's lives and, and, and within our lives, you know, this pandemic and how we had to change our lives uh, basically uh, overnight, you know, within a few weeks, we had to adhere to uh, laws that were governed by the government and things like that. So it 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 was a hard road. Um, it's still a tough road that we're, you know, turning on and that, you know, we're getting through. But uh, just to say that, you know, we are all in this together. We are all um experiencing certain things, certain difficulties, certain trials and tribulations, but we also have to acknowledge that we do serve an awesome God, and we serve a God who is always faithful, no matter what it is that we're going through. So my question to you is, is even before the pandemic, right, have you ever just woke up in like the middle, in the middle of the night, you know, in a panic, and, you know, with your thoughts racing, you know, it could have been from something that occurred, you know, from the day, that day, or from that week, or from the week prior, things like that, and as a believer, you just knew that this was demonically influenced, even though you didn't really think that it was a problem at the time, or maybe you thought that it was an issue, whatever it is that is waking you up out of your sleep, or is this disturbing your peace and disturbing your spirit, it's like, have you ever just woke up in a, a panic, and you know, um, it's like the memories and like the feelings come rushing and it like it hits you and you're like, oh my gosh, what is this? And you could have been sleeping peacefully. You could have been, um, you know, sitting there relaxing, you know, watching the movie, listening to music and then all of a sudden, boom, you know, you're, you're hit with this, this feeling, this anxiety, this fear, this panic attack. And you're like, what is this? Or, you know, the other question could be, you know, have you ever dreaded going into work or being around certain family members? Because there are, I believe that there are certain people who they can bring out bad memories. They can bring out the past or what's current or what you're going through 
or sometimes being around certain people, I do believe that, you know, people carry spirits, especially, you know, those who are not of the household of faith, you know, who they don't believe in Jesus Christ, you know, sometimes they may carry something, you know, else that, you know, we're not aware of. But, you know, when you get around this person or get around a group of people, you don't feel right. You feel kind of, you know, like the Holy Spirit is nudging you. You don't have like a good feeling. So, you know, that feeling of sadness or the Holy Spirit trying to give you a warning. And another question is, you know, we all been to middle school. We all been to high school. Uh, do you ever remember being in like middle school or in high school? And if you were the type of person that was bullied, you ever remember that dreadful feeling that you remember feeling um, because someone has threatened you, that, uh, threatened to beat you up, you know, that, that lingering thought of doom and gloom and, you know, what's going to happen the next day and, and, you know, you spend all night tossing and turning, you know, those uh, verbal threats and those those demonic looks, you know, when people try to look at you mean and they try to, they try to uh, intimidate you with their stare or like their body language, all of that is demonically influenced. And I believe what's behind fear and anxiety, you know, I'm not a licensed psychologist, I'm not a licensed doctor, but as a spiritual leader and as a Christian, I do believe that one of the things that is behind um, anxiety and fear is uh, Satan. He sends out his little darts, you know, day to day. And for some people, it's like minute by minute, hour by hour. And you can look at a person um, if you have insight and if you have discernment, sometimes you can tell, but, and that's only if God opens you up to it, but sometimes you can look at people and they can be experiencing a panic attack within themselves, but you would never know it because they keep themselves composed, but uh, a panic attack and anxiety attacks happens in your mind, and it does also have physical um, physical, I wouldn't say ailments, but uh, physical reactions. If uh, left out of control, you know, you have the the fast heart pace and, you know, the fast heartbeat, the sweaty palms, the nervousness, the sweating. Your mind is racing. Some people experience a shortness of breath or, you know, just that doom and gloom and lingering feeling of, you know, you have to move. Like you have to take flight because you're trying to escape what it is that you're feeling. So fear and anxiety is real. But is not anything that I honestly believe that God cannot uh, win. He cannot, it's not something that he cannot fight and win his battle. It is not something that he cannot send his holy angels to God and protect us uh, when we're going through what it is that we're going through. And it's something, it's, it's things that we all experience, you know, it's not, it's not like, you know, none of us has never experienced this and things like that. We all go through it and we all um, experience this as an adult, except that we know that the devil cannot take us out uh, before God's time because we know that God is protecting us. Um, and But you also have to ask yourself, like, what is anxiety to you? What is fear? And is it real? You know, for some people, because not everybody knows this, um, I would say fear is very real, but it is not what God says. Uh, we have to combat fear and anxiety. Um, through the word of God, I, I'm also a practical person. I also believe that we can fight this fight with Jesus, but I also believe in therapy. I also believe, you know, that if you need to, and if at all possible, that you have the courage to do so, you know, seek, seek out a licensed therapist and a psychologist or, you know, seek treatment if you need to. But I will tell you one thing, Jesus uh, 
lasts way more than a therapist, you know? I think that therapists can get you so far, but the healing and the breakthrough and, and, and the the digging up the roots of sometimes what's causing fear and anxiety can only happen through Jesus Christ. Um, and fear is said to be false evidence appearing real. F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. And this is what the devil does. And I would say push past it and praise your way through um, that oppression that you feel is from Satan, not from God, because God is good. God is full of joy, peace. And if you read uh, Ephesians uh, and Galatians, you'll see how Paul is always talking about the fruits of the Holy Spirit and how, you know, the fruits of the Holy Spirit consist of joy, peace, love, meekness, and a sound mind. When you experience fear and anxiety, you don't have a sound mind. You're not operating in a sound mind. You're operating out of a demonically influenced uh, feeling. Your 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 mind is racing back and forth. So it's not of God, right? God's atmosphere is always filled with peace, love, and his holy presence. When you feel oppressed, heavy, and unhappy, that is a, tempt a temptation from Satan. Sometimes God will have us be obedient to his word regardless of how we feel. We may feel afraid and whatnot, but honestly, do it afraid. We may feel scared, but do it anyway. And you're thinking, well, if I'm feeling afraid, if I'm feeling fear, how do I praise God anyway, right? Ask the Holy Spirit to, the next time you have a panic attack or anxiety attack, or even before, really get with God and get with the Holy Spirit and pray. Keep praying this prayer and pray that the next time, that you experience a panic attack and an anxiety attack that before you pick up the phone and to call someone to calm you down, right? Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you to, to take over and to lead you to put on gospel music, uh, to lead you to um, start singing praise and worship and, and, and even lead you to get on your knees and pray and ask God to help you fight this battle because God knew that this was already going to happen. You know, and even in New Testament, uh, we see that Jesus had to talk to Satan and, you know, Jesus pretty much told Satan when they was in the wilderness for 40 days, you know, that you can tip me, but it's not going to work. And Jesus also said that when he, he said to his disciples, when he go unto his father, greater works that we would do as his children than he did because he is now going to his father and what Jesus was saying is, is that the power of one and more is so powerful. The, the power of covenant connections, the power of unity is so deep and so, so real and so great that Jesus was telling you that once he conquers Satan and once he conquers death, once he ascends back into heaven and he sits on the right hand of God and he sits on his, uh, his throne, that all things will be taken care of. Right. And Jesus was saying this because it's true. And if we can do greater works than Jesus did, not because we are holier, but because the power that lives on the inside of us through Jesus Christ, we can over we can overpower Satan. We can win over Satan because Satan may have power, but Satan does not have authority over us. If you read the New Testament, one of the things that Jesus conquered was death, but he also conquered Satan's authority. Jesus took the keys uh, from from Satan. Satan no longer has a power over death. 
so when we go to Jesus, when we get on our knees, when we pray and ask God to help us to calm ourselves down, you know, when we're experiencing anxiety attacks and, and, and fear and things like that, and when your mind is racing, the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom. Now, you may have to tap in to the Holy Spirit, and you may have to to really sit there for however long it's going to take you to tap into what the Holy Spirit is trying to do and, and God fighting off, you know, um, the, the demonic atmosphere. You may be there for a short while. You may be there for a long period of time, but it's just for you to get into the presence of God and for God to overpower the atmosphere that is trying to, to suck you in. And there are times when God will press upon you something that he needs to warn you about or to get you to sit in his presence. But it's never going to be an oppressive feeling. It's more of like a gentle guidance from God tugging you in his direction. So you may be asking yourself, well, what's the difference between God pressing upon your heart something and oppression? Oppression always feels dark. It always feels like a dark atmosphere. But when God leads us, he's always leading us gently. The devil is going to resist you as you um, overpower him and as you are using your authority. And he thinks you are uh, pretty much on his territory. So when you're trying to fight demons, when you're trying to um, break up the atmosphere, the devil is knowing, the devil knows that you're resisting him. So he will resist you, but you have to take back your God gain um, authority in your territory. When you fo focus purposely, to move into the presence of God, Satan is going to fight you, okay? He's going to fight you every step of the way, but there does come a point, if you do not quit, that God is going to have him move out the way. Sometimes these are, we experience these things, not for God, but for us. It's to strengthen us, right? And Satan fought God's angels. Uh, and so what makes you think that uh, Satan won't fight you too? What makes you think that Satan won't fight me? This is why we must wear our armor at all times. When God moves us, the devil gets scared. And he knows that it is his time and that his time is short and that he has already uh, defeated. This is why the devil tries to still kill and destroy because he knows that if he can get you to mess up your destiny, then he has gotten you because the Satan knows that he does not have authority over your destiny. The only person who has authority over your destiny is God. And the only way that you can mess up your destiny is if you are walking in disobedience. As you move into God's presence, Satan will try to kill your joy. He will try to kill your peace by bringing up worry and emotions that are attached to what and who you are worried about. And that steals your peace. The devil is trying to rob us every single day of what is rightfully ours. Now, let me ask you something. Would you let someone rob your house? If you have weapons inside to protect yourself, honestly, the answer would probably be no, right? Then why should we continue to allow Satan to rob us of our joy, our peace, by latching on to worry and anxiety? Why should we let him steal our love by latching on to offenses and deliberately holding on to unforgiveness? Right? We have the weapons of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. We have the weapons of prayer. We have the weapons of our mind, which is the salvation, um, which is the helmet of salvation. Um, we, we have the power to think upon God's word, right? We have the power to meditate on the scriptures, right? That's doing, that's fighting the good fight of faith. When we meditate on scriptures, we're, we're knocking out those thoughts 
that uh, Satan is trying to put in our minds, right? We must stop allowing Satan to rob our house, right? Which is what we own. You and I have the upper hand because Satan will not rob an empty house, right? So that means that we have something that Satan does not possess and we must stop giving away our things. Our weapons are not carnal, carnal but spiritual. This is why we are tempted to walk in the flesh all day, every day, because Satan knows that when he launches his real threat, that he will be left defenseless, not being familiar with God's, uh, his God's armor, because we have not been uh, at practice all year. And that also means the season that God has us go through. And it's not just like a year, like in 12 months. But the seasons that God has you going through, the seasons that God has us going through, the seasons where we're just sitting back, we're just learning, we're just praying and things like that. Um, we have to work hard at wearing our armor. And it honestly is not an easy task, but the anointing is worth it, right? It's hard for giving people over and over and over, yet setting up boundaries. And this includes work and per your personal life when they keep trying to cross you. It's hard to set up those boundaries. But boundaries are intended to protect us, and it's intended to protect our peace, and it's intended to protect our our love tank. Because when people keep crossing our boundaries, when we keep allowing people to step on us, when we keep allowing people to disrespect us, that can also cause panic attacks and anxiety attacks because we are giving up our authority and our um our hedge of protection by not telling people, hey, I'm not going to allow you to do this anymore. And if they keep doing it, you have to, to, to take away the access that that person had on your life. Because believe it or not, you know, people don't have to, you know, threaten you. People don't have to, uh, you know, uh, I'm not saying be mean, but people don't have to, you know, put a gun to your head. You know, people can uh, do little things day by day to disrespect or to to uh, shut you out or to do things like that things like that even those things you're supposed to address because when it's in your personal life and when it's in your work atmosphere when you don't address those things that people are doing you know talking subliminally you know talking in third persons only when they're around you but you can feel that it's directed towards you when you don't combat things like that that can also bring upon fear and anxiety because the Holy Spirit is probably prompting you to address that person and to address those people and to say, hey, you know what? I noticed that whenever you're around me, you don't talk directly, but you always want to mention X, Y, and Z. And you got to tell people you need to take that someplace else. You know, don't gossip around me or don't do not do this, that, and the third around me. I'm going to need you to go someplace else and, and, and take that there, you know, because when you're in a workplace, you may have authority over them. And you also are not supposed to let people uh, undermine your authority. And you also have to address that. And I know sometimes we may work um, in an atmosphere where everyone's cool. You know, nobody wants to, you know, be that person that addresses the elephant in the room. But uh, you have to. You know, it's your God-given authority. You know, if you have authority over people or a person, and that person is undermining your authority and undermining your position at that job or even at school, you know, or your colleagues, you have to address that because that is them overstepping their boundaries. That is them being disrespectful in their own little way. And they, they want to be uh, passive aggressive and you have to address passive aggressiveness, passive aggressiveness, 
because that's also a part of creating a toxic work environment. That's why people dread going to work. That's why people dread uh, not wanting to be around certain people. You know, that's why people dread, you know, oh, we got another work potluck because there are some people that they just don't like and that they just don't clash with, you know, or get along with. And you you have to stop that. You, you have the power to change your atmosphere. And you also have the authority uh, over them or over the person to to address those issues. And you may be thinking, well, why do we have to address issues if the person may still uh, do it? The thing about speaking out on things, the things that the, the thing about um, addressing issues verbally, but not disrespectfully, you know, of course, handle yourself properly and well. But the reason why we have to address things is because everything that God is, is God is light, right? Everything, um, the Bible says that everything that's done in the dark will be uh, be shown in the light. And what God is saying is, is that God is light and Satan is darkness. Satan thrives on secrecy. Satan thrives on keeping things hidden. Satan thrives on, um, you know, Letting a bully be loud and letting the person who's being bullied remain quiet, you know, don't speak up, just let them keep attacking you and things like that. That's what that's what Satan thrives off of. He thrives off of secrecy and hypocrisy and 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 fear. When you when you address things verbally and when you when you bring those when you bring darkness that's being done within a home and at work, when you bring it out in the light. You give God room to work. You give God room to to address things. And even if they may do it, now they're going to be held accountable. Now people are going to watch for it, right? Satan can't thrive in light, and he can't thrive in um, in a place that doesn't have any darkness. So you have to verbalize things. You have to take your power back. There's power in speaking uh, God's word. There's also power in addressing um, things that's done to hinder your work performance, to hinder your your school performance, and even to hinder your role within the household. And I'll give you an example. Say like a husband and, and uh, wife has a, a mixed household, right? You know, maybe the father had two kids from another person and, and you know, they met their, you know, soulmate and they got married and now they have a blended family, right? Well, the father's two children may try to undermine his new wife's authority because they may be carrying some type of hurt and pain from their father's either divorce from their mother or their breakup, you know, that they're no longer together. So they may try to undermine uh, the new wife or the stepmother's authority because they're hurt. You know, they're like, who is this woman? You know, she can't replace my mom. And sometimes they may not know what they're doing, but sometimes kids can do that. They can try to undermine the authority of either parent or maybe both, you know, step-parent, step-father, things like that. And, you know, within your household, you cannot let that disrespect continue because that is your household. That is your household between you and your husband. And once kids start undermining your authority, you know, it's going to be hard to raise those kids in a household and have all of the children um, follow your lead and follow your leadership and, and, and obey your authority because now you have two other children who are trying to undercut you because they feel some type of way. You have to d discipline. You have to correct 
um, appropriately to try to squash that because the devil is trying to cause division, you know, within your house. So that's little ways how um, authority needs to be addressed because if not, you know, maybe that stepmom, you know, walks in fear every day. You know, when she gets home, she may think, well, you know, what is little Bobby going to say now? Or, you know, what is uh, Johnny going to do? Is he going to act out? You know, is he going to be kind? And, you know, stress can cause um, headaches, anxiety, panic attacks, you know, physical ailments, ulcers. And it can also cause depression in, in other uh, clinically um, proven uh, ailments that happens from worry and anxiety. And Things like that you have to address, and I know it seems long-winded, but panic and anxiety and being paralyzed by fear is 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 a, a big topic to address, right? Um, and I would also want to add on, be cautious who you are vulnerable to. Sometimes God will allow you to be weak in a moment to show you who is not truly in your corner. Um and this, of course, it will hurt and it will cause emotional and mental devastation, uh, but it is needed. Why? Because you wouldn't want snakes in your yard that God has blessed you to have. You know, he's blessed you to have a yard. And this is not just literally speaking. Your, you know, your yard could be anything, anything that you possess. And um, if you wouldn't want snakes taking over the blessing that God has for you, sometimes God has to reveal your snakes when you're in the valley. So that way, when God brings you to the top, uh, you know to wean out your, your garden. You, you know you need to get rid of those snakes. You know you need to cut uh, a snake by its head because that's the only way to devour a snake, right? So you wouldn't want uh, anyone or any demon stealing what God has for you. And, you know, that's part of fear and anxiety. You know, when you're worried about, you know, are, you know, is this person going to say this? And is this person going to steal my joy today? Or is this person going to do this? Or, you know, is she going to walk by and roll her eyes? Or is he going to be, you know, a type A pers person, you know, with a little bit of splash of disrespect? You know, you have people who try to steal your joy. You know, you have people who try to steal your peace. And this is snakes in your yard. You know, what is your yard? Your yard is the fruits of the Holy Spirit, you know, joy, peace, love, meekness, you know, your things, your job, you know, you may have, you know, snakes trying to steal your, your job, you know, they may be trying to spread rumors saying that you did X, Y, and Z to, to, to get you fired, you know, or to get you laid off. And, you know, you got to stand up for yourself. And you have to say, you know, enough is enough. You know, when are you going to start using your God given authority to, to, address certain things when are you going to start speaking god's word to to not let other people bully you into a corner you know so this all plays a role and these people may need to grow in areas themselves or at you know this particular season they are not for you it doesn't mean that everyone who gets uh gets the the seat at the top of the stadium just because they, they no longer have vip uh access it doesn't mean that they're not going to be alive in the future. It just means that maybe right now is not a good time. And a lot of times this is the case with family members, you know, uh, because you, you can't cut off uh, the, the the blood relations, you know, with family, you know, like you do with friends. You know, blood is blood, and that's not going to change whether you talk to them or not, right? So it just may be a season. And, you know, in your journey moving forward in life, you will find yourself allowing others to get up at their stop. 
And trust me, honey, if you have to pay for their fare to get up at the next stop, please do so. Because your peace is worth it. And when God is ready for you to take that eagle flight to soar, to do better in life, it's going to be worth it. Because you cannot fly and you cannot soar in life with a bunch of stuff um, pinning you down on your wings. You know, it, it's not going to work. We have so many fears um, that can paralyze us in moments that can honestly last for days. It can last for weeks. It can last for months. And it can even last for years, you know. And I'm not trying to make light of the situation, you know. But you, I don't think I've ever met a person who has been admitted to, like, the psych ward or things like that. But I'm sure some of you have come across people who, who've been in a psych ward for a long time or who've been in those uh, – uh, live in assisted facilities, uh, not for old people, but for people who um, are, I guess, uh, diagnosed as not being mentally all there. You know, they need years and years of therapy and, and things like that is real. And, you know, you, you wonder, you know, what are the things that happened to them in life that, that made them break down like this? You know, what what are the things that caused them to to, to lose their mind? And um, God put it on my heart uh, to talk about a story that uh, Joyce Meyer told about her mom, and I'm hoping that she doesn't mind me retelling the story. But um, Joyce Meyer's mother, right? When Joyce, so Joyce Meyer, one of her testimony is, is that you know she was raped as a, a young kid, you know, by her father, and for years up until I think she was what 17, 18 years old. And Joyce Meyer tells the story about how her mother at one time knew because her mother walked in on her father uh, raping her one time. And her mother, I guess, you know, went out the house, came back a few hours later and pretended like nothing happened. And, you know, at the time, Joyce Meyer, she was a young girl. And, um, you know, years later, she asked her mom, you know, like, why didn't you take care of me? You know, why didn't you uh, call the cops? Why didn't you do anything? And uh, Joyce Meyer's mother had stated that, um, you know, she didn't know what to do, you know, as a mother, you know, and anyone would think, well, if that was my, ch my child, um, I wouldn't have allowed that. I wouldn't have called the cops and that could have been you, but her mother did not do that. You know, her mother decided to turn the other cheek. She remained married to this, uh, her father, and she knew that he was raping her even while she was like downstairs cooking. And, you know, years later, um, I believe Joyce Meyer said that her mother had a lot of mental issues and she was not all mentally there at one point to take care of herself as she got older in life. Now, of course, you know, Joyce Meyer did the, the good thing and she took care of her mom, you know, in her, her later stages of the life. But um, Joyce Meyer said that she believed that a lot of the things that caused her mother's mental breakdown and, you know, one of the um, psychological um bad diagnosis was because she lived in fear so many years you know and she lived in in fear you know she lived in anxiety she lived in panic and you know what type of fear and anxiety do you live in when you know that your husband is raping your daughter for for 12 and 13 and 15 years almost every night almost every weekend up until, you know, their, you know, their late teens until, you know, she was legally able to leave the house and she was just mentally gone, you know, in her later stages in life and, and, you know, not being ever remember stuff and just being, you know, um, uh, I think maybe going through dementia, but 
basically she was not all there in her mind and this is what happens when you hold on to fear when you keep secrets and and Joyce Meyer even gave um, a testimony and some advice is, is that you know if you're holding on to secrets or things that are are keeping you oppressed and depressed she was like find a good friend and I also agree with that she said find a good friend that you can confide into and confess it because she was like secrets make you sick you know and it it it, it also causes anxiety and also causes fear and panic attacks because it physically makes you sick and this is why the devil wants us to 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 hide so that he can constantly keep attacking and things like that so get it out in the open you know if you need to you know uh get around someone who can who can who can help you combat your fears but only only go to people who you can honestly trust because if you go to a person who's going to sit up there and tell your secrets and tell the whole world you know when rumors start that can also bring on more fear and more anxiety because now you're thinking that you found someone that you can trust but now they told your deepest secrets and they told your you know basically your business so ask God to help you find someone who you can confide in not to just dump all your problems on but to just sit down and have coffee and have tea and have a meal and to sit there and to just sit there and to talk and to have a conversation and you know at the end of the conversation say hey can you pray with me can we come into agreement that God you know cleanse you know your soul from from the years of secrecy or you know whatever may have happened to you in your past because you know you'd be surprised the underlying things that can cause anxiety or fear or the underlying things that happen in your childhood that that uh opens the door for the devil to keep attacking you with the the feelings of anxiety and panic attacks and you know the hard breathing and the, the not sleeping at night and things like that and the worry and anxiety and the ulcers and things like that so I would agree with Joyce Meyer on that get the eye on the open and and talk to someone and pray about it and if you don't have anyone uh you know if you have a, a church who that you can go to you know ask somebody to pray for you or you know um one if you listen to a uh, an online sermon and things like that if they have a, a prayer line or if they have like a prayer format to where you can submit your prayer request and do that because even if you don't know if someone's going to read it by you writing um, them and getting your your feelings out and, and what you've been holding on to that can help release and ease the burden of oppression that you may feel so this is this is all in helping you with your fear and your anxiety and being paralyzed by you know what if someone finds out or what if someone knew I used to do this you know get it out in the open and and release that thing unto God and trust God through through other avenues as best you can and ask God to to put people in your life to help you um to to help acknowledge that certain things happened to acknowledge that certain things were done to acknowledge that certain things were said right and like I was saying before this can really paralyze you in moments for for days for weeks for months and even years and, and you don't want to be that person you know you don't want to be that person that's stuck you know and later on in life because you you held on to so much so many things you know because of fear and and a threat of you know what if people find out you know um 
And there are some people who, like I said before, some people who are going to be around you who will either help you climb out of your pit that you're trying to get out of or help you make your bed and lay there. And that's not something that you want. And this is why it's it's good to have the, the right people around you. And I will give you an example, um, something that happened to me like about two weeks ago. So I was, you know, telling, um, you know, a relative of mine that, you know, such and such was going on. And, you know, I was um, seeking a, a second and third opinion uh, to um, see if there was any, you know, other issues or whatever. And this person started trying to speak um, negativity over my life and you know, although they were a relative of mine, I had to rebuke them. And I was like, you cannot speak that negativity over me. And they pretty much kind of got upset and they were trying to be forceful with their words. And I ended up having to um, hang up the phone on them. And after I hung up the phone, I had to pray, you know, and I had to renounce their words and what they had tried to uh, to speak over my life because I was like, the devil is a lie. I'm like, I'm not going to tolerate anyone trying to speak negativity over me. I'm not going to tolerate anyone speaking anything that is not of God, you know, over me. And and you should do the same thing, too. You know, when people try to speak negativity over you, when people try to speak death over you, you know, um, when people say things like, you know, oh, don't go out there and get into a car accident and die and things like that. And you have to not laugh at stuff like that, because even though, you know, you may laugh at it, it may bother you. And even if it doesn't bother you, um. The power of words is important. You know, you can't let people speak death and, and negativity over to you. You have to rebuke people and you have to rebuke what it is that they, they are saying. Now, I also believe that what God has blessed, no man can curse. But you also have to be to be careful because if you are living a certain type of way and if you are um, if you have a door open that you are allowing Satan to work through through disobedience or something that you may or may not be aware of you have to be careful what people speak over you because if you have a door open that satan can 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 creep on through you got to be careful because um it's you just got to be careful and and always pray a prayer of protection over you and pray and pray for healing and pray for um the will of god to be done in your life because the devil will work through anyone you know like i i um i said in my podcast last month you know the devil is going to work through the people closest to you your friends and your family you know and the devil's going to try to take you out any way he can because he knows that his time is short on this earth and he knows that god has a great um a great job for us to do and we just have to be careful because You'll be surprised, you know, that their words have demonic uh, spirits attached to it. And you're wondering why, you know, you can't sleep that night. You wonder why you can't sleep ever since, you know, X, Y, and, D's, X, y, and Z said this and done that. You got to be careful because people, there are demonic spirits that are attached to people. And when they do things to you, when they say certain things, you have to be careful. And you have to, to renounce, renounce those uh, demonic spirits. And you, you have to get with God. And, and inquire of the Holy Spirit of what to say and, and, and what to pray about because there are some people that they know that when they leave this earth they're going to go to hell right that that's just that you know they know that they're being used by Satan and you'd be surprised um people who actually know this and it, it reminds me of when Jesus addressed the 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 man in human form when and Jesus of course Jesus knew who he was because Jesus knew everyone Jesus asked the, the man with the demon spirits, he said, who are you? 
And the men replied back to him, well, the, the demonic spirit spoke and said, you know, his name was Legion because he has many demons. And he re and Jesus rebuked the Legion of Demons, the army of demons that was in his one person. And so if Jesus did that to the man that was in human form, imagine the people what they're walking around with now. You have to take authority. And you may be paralyzed by fear. You may be paralyzed by anxiety. But I'm telling you, get with God and, and fast and pray and submit your your mind to God because the devil is a lie. Right? The devil is a whole lie. And you gotta combat fear. You gotta combat, you know, the words that people try to uh to speak over you. And do not settle for the ones who will continually speak fear over you and to you. And don't tolerate the ones who will provoke you to go into a downward downward spiral. Um, while you are down, you need people that's going to help you lift up. You need God divine connections. Um, some people, when they talk, you can you can hear the death that resonate that resonates within them, and it's pretty much sad, you know. But it is what it is, and people are who they are. You know, you cannot speak death and life, you know, from your mouth at the same time and expect life to take over, right? It has to be one or the other, because it just won't work. Um, and and like Jesus also said, you can't pour salt water from a freshwater fountain and still call it fresh water because the salt water contaminates the fresh water, right? So you can't speak life and death. You gotta either speak death or you gotta either speak life. And it's always gonna be a battle, you know, but you can get there. I promise you, you can get there. If you are serious about something and you are serious about uh making up your mind, trust me, the Holy Spirit will guide you and he will show you who God has placed in your life and he will show you who God is going to place in your life to help you, right? Um, you also need other people in your corner who have either gone through what it is that you're, you've gone through and who have successful, successfully completed the course and the test that God had them go through and that are stronger to you. And not that people who are going through stuff can't help you, but you need someone who's already gone through this, right? You need someone who's already gone through this and came out on top. You know, if you are constantly pushing others away because you are offended of their constructive correction um, and God-led honesty, then you have to honestly ask yourself why. Because there are going to be times when, let me tell you something, when we pray for divine connections, when we pray for God to send us who he has for us, a lot of times these people are going to be brutally honest because, like I said, you know, um, you can't hide in the dark. So when you come across people who are honest, it's them getting the things that are in the dark or the things that you are not made aware of being brought to the light. So you may be offended, but it doesn't mean that they're not for you. You just have to learn how to grow tougher skin around them. And you just got to learn how to grow thicker skin because it's what you need. It's what you need to grow. You know, the, the Bible says that iron shop is iron. But if you don't ever let God divine, let connections sharpen you, you're never going to be sharpened. You understand what I'm saying? And plus, uh, the plus side about having those who are stronger than you is also dealing with good intent. You know, even if your feelings are hurt, you know, they did not hurt your feelings because they were wrong. You know, your feelings were hurt because you need to grow and bloom where you are planted, right? So do it afraid if you have to. When God sends people in your life and, and they're, confronting, they're confronting your fears, they're confronting your anxiety, they're confronting the things that you're doing in the dark, 
you know, that God sees and God is putting on their mind, you know, do it afraid. If they're going to be in your life, let them confront, you know, some of the things that they see and accept it, acknowledge it. And you have to confront that as well, because you cannot you cannot conquer what it is that you will not confront. And if you keep living in the dark, you're just going to be lost. Right. And there are so many fears and so many phobias that keep us down and keep us confined within the spaces of our minds. You know, that's why people honestly lose their minds because, you know, the of the, the things that, you know, they keep in, inside their head, you know, and we have to speak against those fears and we have to learn how to do it afraid in the midst of having anxiety attacks and panic attacks. Uh, remember to take deep slow breaths count or try to focus on scriptures and listen to the voice of god pray and ask the holy spirit to calm your fears and to shut satan up because that's the only way that you're going to win you know there are certain phobias that we have you know like fear of flying you know fear of boats or fear of water you know fear of skydiving or roller coasters things like that now i'm not saying if you have a pacemaker you know or heart issues to go get on a roller coaster i'm not saying that i'm saying be practical but, you know, certain things like fear of flying, you know, there are some people who have never gotten on a plane in their life. But there are gonna, there might be times where you have to get on a plane. There may be times where you have to get on the boat and, you know, try to get over your fear. You know, take a flight, you know, take a plane somewhere. Get on the boat, you know, do like a, a cruise, you know, try to get over your fear. Because I promise you, on the other side of fear is greatness, right? Uh, another fear that you may have and, and what may cause you to be paralyzed or to cause anxiety um, to move in a wrong direction is you may have the fear of being alone right so you allow your anxiety and your fear to paralyze you into settling just for for anyone that comes your way right and you have to push past your urge to designate anyone and you have to push past your urge to 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 to, to not want to wait on God and you have to settle and wait on God and on the other side of your fear of being alone is honestly peace and joy and maybe a skill that God you know wants you to develop because you have unnecessary people occupying a space that God needs to use for you but you'll never know that God wants to have you learn a new skill you'll never know the peace that's on the other side of you know, being single for a while, you'll never know the peace of marrying your soulmate because you are letting someone else occupy your bed, which you should not be doing anyway, right? So it's just certain fears, you know, um, fear and anxiety and being paralyzed by fear. Fear will have you reaching for things that is quick and often are a distraction from what God may be trying to get you through and get through to you. Fear will have you grabbing onto things and latching onto people that peace will tell you no, right? Peace will tell you no. The promptings of the Holy Spirit will tell you don't get connected with that person, don't hook up with that person, or don't take on that job. But your fear will have you reaching out to, to anything that's available, right? So let me uh, say that again. Fear will have you grabbing onto things and latching onto people that peace will tell you no about. Be careful of what you are operating out of because you can operate out of fear or you can operate out of faith, but you cannot do both. I promise you, you can't do both. And in closing, right, I'm going to wrap this up. We all have to be encouraged sometimes, even the strongest of us, right? The strongest of us. I don't care how many books you have out. 
I don't care how many podcasts, I don't, I, I don't care how many uh, sermons you done preach. All of us have to be encouraged at times. David had to be encouraged at times. Uh, Aaron had to be uh, encouraged, you know, um, at times, you know. And God would constantly say, you know, do not fear. Be encouraged. Do not fear. Be encouraged. God has to encourage us, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Push past fear. If God is telling you that you can do it, then it is done, right? God is never going to tell us to do something that cannot be done, right? And I would want to say before I wrap it up, a key takeaway from this, and this is how we should look at it. The devil is fighting for God's spot in your life. The devil is fighting for God's spot in your life. Don't give it to him. When the devil sees you resting in that peace, giving it over to God, he will try and attack you. And if he does, it is only because God allowed him, right? God allows Satan to do certain things, but God is wanting you to pass this test because he knows that you can. Pass the test and keep passing it, right? God knows that through Jesus Christ, we can do all things within the will of God. God knows that through Jesus Christ, we can defeat Satan. So when God allows Satan to attack us, right, if it's not something that we open up the door for, God knows that we can pass this test. So keep your joy. Learn to dance like David did and praise God. And there is greatness on the other side of fear. And I want you to keep pushing. And I'm praying that you enjoy this podcast. I pray that it is a blessing to you. I know it's going to be a blessing to you and listen to it over and over again. And I believe in practicalness along with Jesus Christ. You can have Jesus and you can have therapy too. So I'm praying that you have a the great rest of your month for September. That you go and knock out that fear and do it afraid if you have to. And know that Jesus is with you every step of the way. God bless and I'll talk to you guys next month.